Welcome to the Two Pages Project, part of the Coil Entertainment Network. I'm Rob Steele. If you'd like to become a published author with us, stay tuned after the show for a vast majority of the details. But first, let's get to this week's story, where we get our first Western. The town of Veiled Gulch is being terrorized by a bully called the Iceman. But one man will stand up to him. Give a listen to a tale called The Dragon Weavers by Henry Radcliffe. remember that day. Remember it well. Town of Veiled Gulch never really had much adventure going on. Mostly a quiet farming town. A few farms had cattle, but mostly just fields of wheat as far as I can see. Of course, that's once you climbed out of the canyon itself. The town's name's a bit misleading. It's not so much a gulch as it is an open-top cave. Original settlers stumbled upon it by accident heading up the Oregon Trail. Ground completely flat in every direction, except this canyon that just opened up. Since there are tornadoes in these parts, settlers thought it'd be safer to build down here. So they did. Canyon's a few miles long, and they only built about a mile in on the east side. But it's got everything we need. General store, feed shop church, pharmacy where old Doc Ned keeps everyone healthy, got a jail too, not that we needed it much, usually just when someone gets a bit too rowdy here in the saloon, not sure why they call it the Crimson Pirate though, Ben Cope runs it, he says he used to be a pirate before his yearning to come out west, but no one who's ever come through here has ever heard of the Crimson Pirate. The, the pirate, not the saloon. There's even a trail up top for the wagons to bring in supplies. Top of the trail, that's where you met Booker Elliot. He keeps a watch on everything. He set up his house at the top of the trail and checks everyone that comes in or out. Claims to be part of our local law enforcement, but Sheriff Townsend denies it. Of course, he doesn't do anything about it either. Not many people leave the town. All the houses are down here and lined up all nice and pretty. Only got the one road, so it's easy to find everything and everyone. Canyon roof is only about 50 feet across, but it widens a lot down here. Feels like we have a roof over our heads at all time. It's nice and safe down here. Even watched a tornado pass over a few months ago. Lots of wind down here, but nothing compared to Topside. But you were asking about that day. I suppose I need to tell you a little bit about who was involved first. About two years ago, we had a newcomer to the town. A guy by the name of Jacob Easton. We'd heard about a guy with that name. Nasty sort. He was always terrorizing a few towns Topside. Not a big outlaw, no bank robbing or stuff like that, but a, a nasty fella. And people soon found out why he was called the Ice Man. Cold-hearted, that one. Near as I can tell, he never paid for nothing. Got a room at the hotel and scared poor Emma Field into getting that for free. For two years. 
almost seven foot tall and built like a bull. But he was smart, too. Never did nothing untoward when Sheriff Townsend was around and scared everyone so damn much that when a complaint was lodged, there were no witnesses. None that would testify anyway. I mentioned our church, right? Well, we used to have two pastors. One day, when Sheriff was checking out Topside, old ice man shot Pastor Brown just for preaching about how the meek shall inherit the earth. That, that is in the Bible, right? I'll be honest. I can't read, so I wouldn't know. I hear that people back east think there's a whole lot of killing like that going on in these frontier towns. Not much in this one. But the only times it's happened, it was the Iceman. Always did it when Sheriff went topside. <laughs> I saw him do one once. Wish I hadn't. Little Ollie Reed. Couldn't have been more than ten years old. He got some of that, oh, uh, what do you call it, chalk? That stuff that writes on everything. Anyway, he marked up a whole lot of stuff in town. Not a big deal, washes off easy enough. But he drew something on Easton's saddlebag. Just ran by, scribble, 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 and skipped off to the church. Easton didn't care for it and shot poor little Ollie right there in the middle of the street. Most people were in the church and didn't see nothing. I was running late that morning and, well, I saw. Iceman knew I saw, too. He just looked at me and said, Do you want to be next? I said, No, sir. He told me that I didn't see what I just saw, but if I did see it, then I'd be next. He fixed me with a stare so cold, his blue eyes just glaring at me with... Well, I don't know what, but it put the fear of God right into me. I need another drink. Hit me again, Ben. Thanks. But then we had someone stumble upon our little town. Found out later the Ross family, the most prominent and rich we got around here, hired this man to come and weave a, you know, what do you call those rugs you hang on a wall? Tape pastry? Whatever. One of those. And this guy was supposed to be one of the best. Came from even farther west than we are. Here was San Francisco. Anyway, he was an odd-looking fellow. His skin was dark, but, but not like one of them Africans. About halfway between mine and one of them. His eyes were different, too. Weird-shaped. And I don't think he ever opened them all the way, either. Walked into town with a mule on a rope. <laughs> no way he walked here from California. Must have brought that mule with him on the train. That can't be cheap. That mule was covered in rolls of fabric and saddlebags. Now that I think about it, he was dressed a bit weird, too. Black pants we got here. But his shirt was more wrapped around him like a robe or something. He wasn't wearing boots. Well, not proper ones anyway. They was black too and looked like one of his toes was too big for it since it had a place to itself. Iceman saw him coming into town and you could tell. There was something that just set him off. Of course, 
he got here the day after one of the sheriff's topside visits, so it'll be another week before Easton could do anything about it. Well, this new guy settled in at the Ross estate. <laughs> I say estate. I mean, it's the biggest house in the valley, but uh, you know, whatever. I even met the new guy when he came into the store. He said his name was Tachi Kita, and he was from Japan. I never met one of them Oriental people before. He was a very polite guy. He bought a few needles and some, some fertilizer. I asked him what he needed the fertilizer for and making a rug. And he said he was also growing some special plants. He told me more about them, but I don't remember what it was. He came into town about the same time every day. He even came in here once. Drank water, if you can believe that. I mean, who comes into a saloon and drinks water? Well, Iceman was in here at the time and just stared a hole through him the whole time. After Tai Chi left, I heard Iceman grumbling about hating those damn Asian people. I didn't hear why, and I sure as hell wasn't going to ask. But it was the next day you wanted to know about that day, Tai Chi came into town and Sheriff was topside. Anyone who'd been paying attention knew Iceman was going to have his big showdown today. Most everyone stayed inside. I was across the street at the store, but I was watching out the window. Tai Chi had to know what was going on, too. He wasn't stupid. And sure enough, Iceman came out of the saloon right after Tai Chi passed. He pulled his gun and was going to shoot Tai Chi in the back. Cowardly way to do it. Looking back, maybe we were scared of it. I mean, that would make sense. Tai Chi moves so fast. Never seen a person move that fast before. Iceman couldn't have been more than two feet away from him with his gun to his back. And Tai Chi spun around and there was this bang of a gun. Iceman screamed. I sure wasn't sure what happened till I saw the gun on the ground. Big old sewing needle stuck in the end of it. One of them, them crocheting kind. Just jammed in there. Bullet had nowhere to go and the gun just blew up in Iceman's hand. Well, what's left of it anyway. Half of it looked like it was blown off. Tai Chi leaned into him and said something. Don't know what it was though, but he did the strangest thing. He took Iceman to Doc Ned to get his hand fixed up. And Iceman let him. Next day, Iceman left and we ain't heard of him since. About a week later, Tachi Kita left too. Haven't heard from him either, but that rug he made is hanging in the town hall. Beautiful thing. Picture of a big lizard or a dragon. Yes, he had a dragon. He also left us a note saying that if there was any more trouble in the town with someone like Iceman, just send word like the Ross family did. Apparently, they sent for Tai Chi, not just for the rug. I'm told the note says something like, Wherever there is injustice, there can be peace. We are here to help, and it's signed, The Dragon Weavers.
If you'd like to have your story on the show, which is the reason we're here, send it to us. Check out the website, twopagesproject.com, for the rules, and we'll take your short story and publish it first as an ebook on the website. Then we'll turn it into an audiobook on the podcast. And when we've got enough stories, we'll turn it into an actual book that you can buy at a store. Money could be involved at some point. If you'd like to submit a story, email it to contact at twopagesproject.com. We'll be open to any type of story you want to send us, not just Western. Today was a first, but mystery or sci-fi, fantasy, melodrama, romance if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, I stole that line. Whatever you want to write. Just submit your story for the audiobook treatment and publishing on our website. Just use the email address contact at twopagesproject.com. And don't forget to pass the show around because it's free and it's fun. Best way to do so is with that share button on your Facebook page. That's a hint. But speaking of Facebook, don't forget to check out the website and like the show on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and everything. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes or through the Google Play Store. Or you can always listen to us on VillageConnectionRadio.com or even the Happy Hour Network. And don't forget to follow all the Coil Entertainment Network shows on Pinterest or YouTube. And while you're doing that, see, I've got so many things for you to do, but they're all easy. By checking out the Coil Entertainment Network store, where we've got t-shirts and hats that all go to support the network. So please, check that out. And if you're interested in being part of the audiobook process, whether as a voice in the story, or if you have music that might work as a background song, Send it to that same email address, contact at twopagesproject.com. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next week, be safe and keep writing. <laughs>